And you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We've come into the second hour of the show. I knew you started a little bit early, so it's 8.03. I'm looking out the window, and unlike yesterday when I saw clear, beautiful skies, I'm seeing grey, cloudy mush. I love it. <laughs> mush. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would you call that? Um, yeah, mush is good. I'm good with mush. <laughs> it's, it's mush. It's like, uh, I wouldn't say, because mashed potatoes usually have like a lighter yellowy color whereas this mm. is more gray mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is like sad mashed potatoes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah old old potatoes and no butter yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's what's that's happening right. here. <laughs> hey you're listening to the breakfast show and we're gonna have another clue for the quiz now before you get into it someone texted in and accused me of giving away the answer what you never said it and you're wrong because the and that what i said was part of the quiz, and I can actually say what it was because it was actually part of the clue. It, it, your the clue that you read was mm. that the people in Corinth said they either believe Peter or believe Cephas, or sorry, yes, yeah, Cephas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Who is Peter? It's the same person, or they believe someone else. Yeah. And I said that, and then the and then Di- Di- Diana wrote in and said, "Oh, it's Peter Lawson gave it away," and it's like. Diana, please don't accuse. My heart skipped a beat when I when I read that at first because that is like one of the biggest Faith FM sins you can commit. You know, we then we name and shame each other for doing something like that. Hung, drawn, and quartered. That's right. When I read that, I was like, "Oh no, Diana, you got me." But that is not the answer. It's not. It's not. Pretty. So that, I'm going to read that clue again just so we get this mm. straight. So the last clue was the people in Corinth were in division because some were following Cephas and some were following me. Mm-hmm. So Cephas is Peter. Yeah. So this is not Peter. It's the other one. It's someone else. It's Give us another one. clue. Okay, fresh clue. Who am I? Paul said that he planted the seed. I watered it, but God made it grow. Mm. Mm. Hey, mm. there you go. 0491-064-669 is the number to call. And thank you, your... D- Diana or Diana? Yeah. Diana or Diana? I think it's Diana. Okay, well, thank you to our listeners for keeping us on our toes. On our toes. We love a bit of accountability. Mm. All for it. I'm going to share another qu- uh, quiz um, prize. So w- once again, we're working our way through the four different options you have because it is this time a listener's choice. You can pick two of these four books. The third book uh, that we have as an option is Christ in His Sanctuary uh, from the Christian Home Library, the blue cover books by E.G. White. This is an important work by Ellen White. Uh, it's back in print in a format um, that is easy to read. This book includes available information on investigative judgment and will appear to those interested in the heavenly sanctuary and Jesus's ministry in the inner compartment, a valuable asset to any Adventist library or Christian library or just libraries, libraries in general. Libraries in general. Yeah. Amen. Don't even, ha- don't even have to have a library. You can just get this one book, have one book. It'll be a great book mm-hmm. to have. 0491 is the number to call or text. And we've had you guys texting in. The first one coming in here from Braden. He says, I'm with you, Mon. As much as the view while skydiving would be absolutely fantastic, I would rather stay in the plane. I'll fly when God comes back. Then the view will be infinitely better. Brayden, for once we are of one accord. Johanna writes in as well, I'm texting in about bungee jumping. I agree with you, Monica, but not even lots of money will make me go bungee jumping. Amen, sister. Another one I'm on team with. Yeah. Hey, but if hey, if you're pro skydiving, if you're pro bungee jumping, you know, we've got, we've got the happy diver who often listens to the show. Shout out, Chris. But uh, did, yeah. you, did you know when you go bungee jumping, your interior organs don't are tell me about never the same like again? 
Because that, they get that jumbled sort of, up. That reflux it repositions your organs, and they never go back in the same position. What if it? What if the repositioning it does makes me more efficient at <laughs> digesting the food? What if it's actually a good thing, Monica? <laughs> if it was a good thing, I'm sure Jesus would have designed that for us. Honestly, the amount of like motorbike crashes and big things that I've jumped off, I think I've already done some Well, those kind of explain a lot to me. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Got another text message coming in. It says, sex ed should be taught by the... Uh, should be taught... It says by the kids, but I'm going to assume that that's a... For the kids. For the kids. And from early childhood in an age-appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. I have some friends that are older than me that I looked up to in how they taught their kids, including sex education. Mm-hmm. And I have strived to do the same with my kids. Uh, my wife told me that in her sex ed at school, they were encouraged to try multiple partners, both male and female, to see oh. what they like. Oh. Yikes. More disturbing for me was the fact that her her mother also encouraged her to try multiple ta- partners before settling down. And that's something that, as Christians, we definitely don't recommend. Yeah. And statistically, we also mm-hmm. don't recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is plenty of evidence and research out there to, to prove that we can... We should do our due diligence in finding a person who is right for us in character. character. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're on the way to getting married, you ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Rather than... Rather than figuring that stuff out first and leaving the character to second, it will that causes a lot more hurt and a lot more problems in your life. So many more issues and confusion. Yep. Uh, We have another one coming in from Freco. This is a strong text message, but I'm going to read it. It says, gay teachers teaching children about sex ed, the world is getting sicker by the day. Oh, Lord, please come. And I think because what we see in sex education, and I don't want to generalize it as gay teachers because it can be hetero teachers, can be whatever. There has been an agenda um, or the attempt for for what people who I could describe here and who are being described here. And I I don't want to limit this just to, to gay people, but people with an agenda to get into those positions of teaching kids mm-hmm. sexual education. Mm-hmm. Because they are sick and messed up. Yeah. And that's gross. And we don't want that to take place. And there have been plenty of stories that have come out about that, which, again, is just awful and uh, and gross. But, hey, we, we don't want to see that taking place. And so, yeah, definitely Jesus come back again. Have another, a, another text message coming in here. That interview hit it right in the head. I think it was supposed to be on the head. Uh, right in the head about the political agendas by both sides. Every time religion was legislated, it ended badly. Amen. But the sad thing from all of this uh, is that the majority of people out there are complacent in the true nature of the time we are living in. Both Christians and non-Christians are thinking that there is plenty of time left and that things are getting back to normal and life will go on as it has always been. Mm -hmm. But a survey, and this is not, that's the text message, but a survey of our world and what's going on and what's taking place in it would definitely reveal that not taking place. Yeah. Um, It's interesting when Paul would be writing, I believe it was to the Thessalonians, and he would say, hey, there are some of you who, who are concerned, essentially, that Jesus is coming back soon. 
And you need not be concerned because there is a number of things that need to take place before that happens. You know, they the, the early Christians at that time were just like, Jesus has left. He said he's going to come back soon. When is it? We don't know. So let's just be radically ready. You know, they're like, oh, well, I don't need to own things. I don't need to raise kids. I don't. Need to, da, da, da. Whereas he's like, hey, hey, there's a, Paul writes in to say, there's a number of events that need to take place before that happens. And when we reflect on what Paul said in that passage, you know, the man of sin or the Antichrist being revealed, um, you know, falling away of Christianity, all of those things, we are living in that time. Mm. We're, mm. we're seeing a world that is dramatically shifting and changing, and that's exactly what Pastor Justin was talking about in the interview. And so it'll be good to have him on continually throughout uh, over, over the months to to kind of get a profile and to see what is the, the big movers and the big shakers. It's something that we talk about here on The Breakfast Show as well when looking at news and whatnot. But to see the big movers and shakers, how it reflects uh, affects religious liberty and how it reflects what's taking place within Bible prophecy. Uh, but, hey, guys, thank you for texting in. Oh, we got Brayden texting in the answer for the quiz as well. Did you get it right? Nope. Oh. Incorrect, unfortunately. But... Guys, you've been doing a good job texting in your thoughts and comments, but maybe maybe our quiz is too hard today. People have people have been struggling. It is a with tricky it. one. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's been tricky. It's kind of obscure as well. Mm-hmm. I'll say this is a character I believe that is only referenced. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely not a main character. He's not. He's not a. His his time period. I, I I can give this information. I want you guys to get in for the quiz. Like his time period. Obviously, if he's hanging out around the time of, you know. Paul and Peter, he's he's in the time period of Acts, but I don't believe this character is directly referenced, or we have any words from. He's only referenced. Sorry, we only we but we don't have like a story about him or words. You I'll know. give you a weird clue for him, an extra one. Okay, chicken. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Monica, you're correct, but incorrect at the same time. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Oh, uh, Diana texts us in. She says, hey, sorry for the hard start, Lawson. For the hard start, Lawson, you know, for the, for, the, for the little flip I was doing in my stomach thinking I'd given away the quiz. Was driving my daughter to school when she was using my phone to have a go at the quiz. She caught on to the two names but forgot that Peter is also Cephas. Now she knows. There you go. Hey, Good on. Good on awesome. So great job, everyone. And continue to participate in that quiz for our amazing prizes. But now I've come to the time where we are encountering God. And Susanna's just texts us in with the correct answer. Good so, on you. And I think it was... Big from pro- the chicken? From the chicken <laughs> thing. That's so funny. That's so funny. Because it's a different language even. Yeah, yeah. To, to anything that was happening in biblical times. Yeah. To, if you know... if you know, uh, Don't, don't even say, mention... Don't even... No, don't I even I won't mention. say which one. Yeah. Just if you know different languages and how to say chicken in different languages. Then... <laughs> This guy's name name kind of means chicken in a different language. (laughs) Hey, you're listening. Monica, we're not going to do another clue for the quiz. Oh, yeah, why are we holding this up? We're we're encountering God. We're encountering Jesus. What you need is a Bible. Oh, it's right here. To to your right. Grabbing the wrong thing. (laughs) Amazing. Well, hey, we're going to read Psalm chapter 50, verse 14 and 15, if you can flick over To that for us, Monica. Psalm chapter 50, verses 14 and 15. My favourite book of the Bible. Wait, what did you get up to on Sunday? Uh, What was Sunday? 
I had an appointment at the Apple store. Oh, nice. Very boring. To have my phone fixed, it turns out it wasn't even an issue. It was just something I didn't like. <laughs> and the funny thing is I've taken it in like three or four times and they didn't know either. They've like re- they've replaced my camera twice and given me a whole new phone one other time and all of us didn't realise it was just a function that we <laughs> didn't know about. <laughs> I am gobsmacked. <laughs> yeah. It's the macro function on your camera. Like when you zoom in too close, it'll suddenly like do a little flicker. Yeah. And it changes the uh, so that you know, what you're looking at is in focus. Yeah. But I saw the flicker and thought it was a fault, and so I take it in and I show them. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's not right." And they just gave me a whole new. Face. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> and I for fi- them. I finally got a staff member who was like, "That's just the macro function, y'all." <laughs> <laughs> that's just how your phone works. <laughs> that's <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love it though that you're tenacious enough to be like, <laughs> "I really back. need to sort this out." You know, <laughs> like for me, I'd be like, I'd have a problem after the first. I'd, I'd just work around it. That's my style. <laughs> I know you're like, it. you're like, no, I need, I need, <laughs> I need answers. But they don't even know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all those Americans working at the Apple store, they <laughs> stitched you up. And shout out to the one genius Apple bar genius who knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe his colleagues had been giving me free phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's like we've made a net loss of like $3,000. No, it would be more like five to us because <laughs> they replaced the camera twice. Oh, you're killing me. All right, we need okay. to read the Bible. All we right. need to read the Bible. Psalm-, Psalm 50, 14 and 15. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. Oh, amazing. Okay. Mm, beautiful We've stuff. been talking about managing for the master. Yeah. Using our time, our money for his cause and purposes. We've been looking at, well, God also calls us to be responsible with our money. He also calls us to be good stewards, to raise children. We read the verse. We've read the verse throughout our study. If you don't use your money to support your family, you have denied the faith. Ooh. Like if you if you if you don't support your family with what yeah. you have, you've denied the faith. Now Amen. that is that is a call first and foremost to men, but also to to parents, to you know mm-hmm. people who are in that position of supporting family. They're like, if you you have denied the faith, if yeah. Now there is something to say about you know the different situations in which, and we're going to be talking about that today. Different situations in which the Lord puts you and. And you know how it logistically works out, but it's like if you're if you're just not using your funds to support your family, yeah. Because what what you do with your money speaks volumes, absolutely. And I think I, t- I don't know if I told you if I told Blake the story about the the mother who spent her money on plastic surgery. Did I tell you that? No. She was a bus driver in the U.S. and she spent. I watched a documentary about this, and she spent all her money plus took out multiple loans to get plastic surgery in Brazil. Wow. And when she came back, she was so broke um, that she lost her home. She had two small children. And they ended up sleeping in her car. And then the the children, as a result of this, because, you know, it, nothing could have communicated to these kids more that their mother didn't care enough about them yeah. to provide even shelter, like basic yeah. human needs wow. for them. And she just wanted to, um, um, you know, get plastic surgery. And the daughter, as she grew up, it just um, became so um, traumatized and internally messed up, I suppose, by this. She ended up carving um, demonic symbols on her forehead as a, as a wow. kickback to the the beauty standards that her mother was trying to uphold, and eventually um, uh, took her own life, and uh, and she she that lost her kids. Intense. Yeah, and that and that all comes down to how the mother spent her money because that is a communication. Wow. It's a communi- How you spend your money is a communication to the world, whether or not you like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, yeah, it's it's a horrible example, 
But um, I think fitting for this topic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is intense. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love that point that it was where her heart was. That's where mm-hmm. her money went. And unfortunately, her heart wasn't on raising her children. Yeah. And the Bible is saying, if you're doing that, you're denying the faith. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've read this verse, though, mm-hmm. and it talks about another offering that we give to God. Another thing that we have been given to give back to God and that is offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the most high. Now you could say vows includes, you know, monetary, you know, money, mm-hmm. but also in terms of our life, our focus, our time, giving everything to him including our money. And then so once we participate in this, it says, but then call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. I want to ask you Monica, hmm. Have you ever felt as though you have been in a day of trouble and mm. God has supported you Absolutely. That? Mm. Pretty much every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. When you've then gone out of your way to call on God, he is provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. I, I, I feel like I've definitely been in that position as well. I want to ask you the next question. Have you ever been in a day of trouble and not called on God? Yes, Yep. And and how has that ended up for Life you? deteriorated real fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we see here, you when I think in the initial reading of this verse, we can see something a, a little bit transactionary. It's like, oh man, if you if you worship and follow God with, with everything that you have, um, and then, then when times get hard, like he'll support you. I think a lot of people can read that as, oh, so if I don't give everything to God, then when I come into a time of trouble and I call upon God, I'll just be led to absolute ruin because I didn't, you know, I didn't store up enough Mm -hmm. treasure in Mm -hmm. heaven. Like Mm -hmm. God doesn't actually love me because, you know, I didn't do enough. I don't think that's what this verse is necessarily saying. Okay. Uh, and, and, And that comes from experience, but also seeing a number of the Bible stories where, you know, I read a story like the woman caught in adultery, right? And you see a lady that has definitely not been living in harmony with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's caught in adultery. And at the time in which she is definitely in trouble because people are saying they should stone her, mm-hmm. it's Jesus himself who comes to her and says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Like Jesus saves her at that point in not only a salvific eternal sense, but in a, an actual literal sense Jesus saves this woman's life, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So is this verse saying, oh, well, you know, you need to step up to the plate and be good with God now because, you know, you're not going to be good with God eventually. I think if we look in an ultimate sense, like second coming sense, like there is a time in which God says, okay, everyone's made their decision and, and that's it. But rather what I believe I'm seeing here, when it says offer your thanksgiving to God and pay your vows to the most high, if you do so before the time of trouble, when the time of trouble comes, you will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. It will be your habit. Mm-hmm. It will be the thing that you, it will be your go-to. It will be the person that you call, the person that you rely and lean on it will be that person. You know, the people that we go to in times of trouble in our own life, you know, to the, to the random friend, let's say uh, uh, someone that I met in church three years ago and had a conversation with and I've, you know, maybe I was visiting a church and I've never seen him again. That's not the person who I'm going to call up mm. to say, oh, I've broken my leg. Can you pick me up? Da, 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 da. Like, especially <laughs> if I don't know this person, whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. 
the person who I'm going to call, actually, when last year I was playing basketball and I broke my ankle and I, I called one of my closest friends, one of my church members who mm-hmm. I, me and this person, we do Bible study with an, another guy every week who, praise God, he recently made a decision to get baptized. So mm-hmm. we're going to see that through. Shout out Joe and Nah. But I, I called her up. I'm like, hey, I've just broken my ankle. Can you pick me up? Like, I always call DJ Shell. Yeah, call she's Shell. Like my, like, she's my first girl. Like Shell and Lyle. Like these yeah. are the kind of people I'm connected to. Mm-hmm. They're my friends. And, and they're the exact kind of people who I would call up in mm-hmm. a time of trouble because mm-hmm. I already have connection with them. And what I see here is when it's we're calling the most high in times of trouble when we're, when we're calling, we're, when we're in those times of trouble, it's because we're already calling on him. That's right. We're already living our lives calling on him. We have that relationship. That's right. And so when the trouble comes, we'll be more inclined to call on him because this is the thing. Jesus wants to respond to our yeah. problems. Yep. Jesus wants to be involved in our life. And we can trust that he'll answer. Abs- and we'll trust him as well. Yeah, yeah. If we don't have that rapport built up with Jesus, mm-hmm. not because he needs any rapport, like Jesus right. is amazing, but for ourselves personally, if we mm-hmm. don't have that habit, well, then we won't go to him. Yeah. But he's like, hey, pay your, you know, offer to God Thanksgiving today. Pay your vows to God to the most high today, because when the trouble comes, you'll go to him. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. That was freaky about 10 seconds before we went on. All the monitors shut off and went black. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we're, as we're, long as you can hear us. <laughs> we're, we're, playing, we're playing some computer games. And that's not computer <laughs> I was games. not playing computer we're games. We're playing games with computers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, right, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're feeling it. Things are getting dicey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, we have our last clue. Yes. Coming up. <clears throat> so... Has anyone understood my chicken clue? Has anyone texted in about the chicken? Not quite. <clears throat> okay, who am I? See, this is such a cop-out clue from this. I have to admit, this is a real cop-out clue from this um, from this quiz card. It says, who am I? My name begins with an A. It's <laughs> like the worst clue ever. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it starts with an A. This person's name starts with an A. Give us a text or a call, 0491064669. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tell us what it is. And I'm now going to tell you about the last um, possibility of prizes that you could win. So we've got four different books. You're allowed to choose two if you win uh, the grand prize on Friday. This one is The Sanctuary Service by M.L. Andreasen. When we understand that the services of the tabernacle on earth are symbolic of the higher service above and that the entire ritual and all the sacrifices on the earthly altars pointed to the true Lamb of God, the sanctuary becomes of great importance. In it, the gospel is foreshadowed and some of the deep things of God revealed. By carefully ex- by, by careful expedition, exposition of the scriptures, the author probes the meaning of Jesus Christ as our substitutionary sacrifice and our high priest in the heavenly courts. Andreasen's breadth of thought is stimulating, his concept spiritually uplifting. This is a work that deserves to be an ongoing resource for study and meditation. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So that's The Sanctuary Service by M.L. Andreasen. So you now have uh, an in-depth look at the four different options of which you get to pick two, not just one. You get to pick two. So get get on top of the quiz this week. We have a new quiz every single day. You have a new chance every single day. Um, to try and uh, get into the grand grand draw on Friday. Mm. Let's go to the book of Matthew, Monica. Let's hang out in Matthew, Man- Matthew and Monica. <laughs> Matthew, yeah. Matthew and Monica. Hanging out. Together forever. Yeah, that's right. 
Matthew, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, and let's see, we'll pick it up in verse, hmm, let's start in verse 28. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. And can you, let's just keep, keep going. Yeah. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as finely and beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderly, wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So do not worry about these things, saying, what will we eat and what will we drink or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Awesome. So, Mm. interesting stuff here. Our topic for this week particularly is called Managing in Tough Times. So we've been looking at, you know, managing for the master. We've been looking at stewardship. We've been looking at you know, how to plan our lives, all these things. But what about when times get tough? And we've, we've you know, mentioned a few tough times we've, we've been through and tough times that we've seen and, and you know, different, different people going through difficulties. But uh, what I read here when it comes to managing in tough time is that the thing to truly do that will get us through is giving it all to God. Amen. And, uh, and and letting him lead through those tough times and asking him to, to, to be with us, to seek him first, and he'll get us through. And and I know this because of experience. Because <laughs> I am poor. No, I, I don't <laughs> I, I, You're I, a student. I'm a student. Uh, previously to that, I, I've been working in the position of Bible worker, which is, you know, Either, Not known for being a lot of money. <laughs> that's right. Voluntary. You know, I am blessed to be to be paid to be on here on Faith FM talking to you guys every morning. But uh, there are some times where I've reflected in my life and I've been like, man, am I really making the the progress, you know, financially to be to be ready for a family or whatever it may be. And then furthermore, tough times hit, I'll be low on, on cash due to needing to pay for this or pay for that. And the money that I'm bringing in isn't, isn't quite covering everything that I need. And I'm like, man, like, what am I doing? But then I feel the impression like, oh, God called me to this. And I'm like, but if God called me to this, then why am I in this place? Like, <laughs> like if God called me to do this, oh, why, is it, why is it so uncomfortable? Like, mm-hmm. like, why am I stressing all the time about not having enough or or whatever, like, oh, God, surely, like, help me out here. Like, show me what I'm supposed to do. And this is the thing is, and I've definitely felt like this before. I'm like, oh, God, why can't you just, like, help me win the lottery or something? And and then, oh, everything will be easy for me. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to follow you. Like, why can't you just give me give me good things? I, I haven't entered the lottery, by the way. But I'm yeah, like, good, you know, there's something equivalent happening. You know, some rich benefactor just wants to give me all their money, something like that. You know, there are times we feel like that, definitely. Because things get tough, things get hard. And it's like, well, why does it have to be? But throughout all those experiences, I've said, well, no, like, God, please help me get through. And God has has always provided. And I feel like there's so many stories that, that I can tell. But Mon, have you, have you felt the same way in your life? You've felt when you've eclipsed those points, when you've, when you've reached the times where things get tough, but God has always found a way to support you through them? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
I think I think it's something that we experience and then we can come to believe. I think mm-hmm. I, I see this a fair bit with people who are new to the faith, coming into the faith and and it will come up questions of, of money and, and whatnot and it'll it'll be usually a question of money and principles and like, oh, I feel like I should work instead of studying. Uh, sorry, sorry. I should work and study instead of, you know, going to church or mm-hmm. and whatnot. Oh, because and, and, and they say to them, and it's usually people in a position where they want to follow God. Right. But, but then it's, they're, they're, they're having this difficulty and then you say to them, oh, well, do you want to trust God in this way? And they're like, oh, but, but it's so hard. You wouldn't understand. And it's like, man, if anyone understands the difficulty that you're currently facing financially or in time management or, you know, passing your studies, if there's anyone who understands those difficulties, it's Jesus. Amen. It's God. And you have the opportunity to let him help you. And I know that you're in a critical situation where everything might go wrong and be terrible. But, you know, if you trust me and, and believe me and in my experience and as you've shared, Monica, and man, I'm sure there's so many of our listeners who could share this experience as well. But maybe you're listening today. You're like, I've never had that experience giving everything to Jesus and letting him lead even in the tough times. We want to wholeheartedly encourage you to do so. And as we work our way through the study this week, we're going to be reading some different stories, sharing some different stories as well. We've got a text message just coming from Sky. She says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is often weak. Amen. And totally, we end up yeah. in those positions where it's like, oh God, I want to follow you, but I'm so overwhelmingly worried about my situation, about the things that are going on in my life. And all we can say is give Jesus a chance. Mm. Let him let him work, and maybe it's not the big step of faith that you want to take initially, but it's there is some steps to take. And think, Taste and see. Yeah, where can I let Jesus work in my life? How can I be faithful to Jesus with the things that I have, even though times are tough? But then I'll see him work, and then I'll trust him. We want to advise you to do so. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different, and. We're like just about to end, and well, we're not just about. We still, we still got a, we've got a segment now. We've got another segment afterwards, but I'm, I'm just already just in a in a in a moment where I'm like, Monica, I just I just love having you come in. Oh, it's bless. such a it's such a blessing. <laughs> but we need to give people answers to the quiz. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, the that's, answers. That's how we're gonna bless them now. So, we what 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 are the questions? And let's, let's do me to. I'll tell you the answer. The answer is Apollos. Yes. Yeah. So who am I? Apollos. Uh-huh. So Paul told Titus to help Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on our way to uh, by making sure we had everything we needed. Priscilla and Aquila explained the way of God complete, more completely to me. Mm. Um, the people in Corinth were in division because some were following Cephas and some were following Apollos. Paul said that he planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Apollos begins with the letter A and. Polo or pollo is Spanish for chicken. Yeah, yeah that's right. A chicken. A chicken. I should have said a chicken instead of chicken. A it's chicken. A chicken. A pollo. Ah, that's so funny. Oh, dude, that got me so good. And I'm, I'm just wondering because it was uh, actually Suzanne who answered correctly after you said that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was that the, was that the step? <laughs> yeah. Shout out Suzanne. Shout out Bruce and Liz as well for answering in with the correct answer, doing a great job. But yes. Yeah, this character of Apollos is actually a, the center 
uh, amongst the center of a controversy that takes place in the church in Corinth. Really? Yeah, it's really interesting because, again, we read, and all of those stories, we read lots of references to Apollos, like, you know, he's journeying with the disciples, he's, he's doing really great things. Like, Apollos is a great guy, mm-hmm. but he's the center of this controversy, not because he did anything wrong. And this is what's so interesting to me. Like, Apollos is a faithful dude, yet he was able to cause controversy because of sectarianism amongst the church within Corinth. And you, when you read Corinthians, like, one of the biggest themes, or specifically 1 Corinthians, one of the biggest themes is the lack of unity and then the response to that. And it would be in Corinthians where... Paul would write about unity within the church and, you know, it's how it's different parts of the body and it's an ear and it's, you know, these amazing verses, they come as a response to a controversy that was happening within the Corinthian church where you had Paul there, you had Peter there, you had an Apollos, this other person there. At different times, these people had come and shared in this area of Corinth. And as a result of that, the Corinthian believers took that to mean that, oh, these must be maybe two different groups of Christians. And, oh, I've come from, I, I was baptized by Cephas. I was baptized by Peter. I'm a Peter Christian. And then other people are like, well, I'm an Apollos Christian. And then other people were like, well, I'm a Christ Christian. Mm. And it created all of this division among the church needlessly. And And that's exactly what Paul would go on to call out. He's like, what are you guys even doing like this is this is ridiculous uh he goes on to write in first corinthians chapter three he says and i brethren could not speak to you as spiritual people uh, but as to carnal as babes in christ i fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you aren't able to receive it even now you are still not able he's just like all of you guys are babies Basically, he's like, you you don't understand spiritual things. And he goes on to say, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one of you says, I'm of Paul, and another says, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? Mm. So he says to them, like, if you think that there is a division between me and Apollos and Peter, you guys are acting carnally. At this time, especially, the context is is that there was one Christian church. Uh, You had the headquarters set up in Jerusalem and then people coming from Jerusalem to share. And what we're reading here in in Corinthians is uh, a book written pre-destruction of Jerusalem, pre-70 AD. And so the people are coming from Jerusalem, you know, to, to share the gospel there. And they're all coming with the same doctrine, the same ideas. And it's, it's like, hey, there's, there's no difference here in what we believe. And you taking a difference in teacher to lead to division amongst yourself is the opposite of what we want. We mm-hmm. actually want unity amongst you. We want mm-hmm. unity amongst the church. So please stop doing that. And he calls it out. And it's, it's amazing when you then read 2 Corinthians, the night and day change of the church as a response to Paul's first letter. So interesting stuff with Apollos, a faithful believer, one who followed Christ. But unfortunately... Yeah, there's some controversy there. Hey, come to the end. Time to give some stuff away for free. <laughs> I love giving That's right. Stuff. And and on, on the screen before us, Monica, you will see the thing that we are giving away absolutely I know. for free. Is it a book or is it like a DVD? It's Cause, a book. Because it says spoken from the cross. So it's seven words of hope spoken from the cross. I'm guessing it's a book but you can read about Frank Gonzalez. You can read about what someone said. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just messing with you. So seven <laughs> words of literally being spoken. <laughs> we can make that happen though. We are radio presenters. <laughs> seven <laughs> words of hope captures the seven last sayings of Jesus as he hung on Calvary's cross. Um, so this uh, this book, each phrase goes through each phrase echoing through the centuries from a dying savior contains a message of hope for you and me. Mm. Listen as Christ cries with. There, our Heavenly Father, as He, so He can come and take us home. Beautiful book, Seven Words of Hope, spoken from the cross by Frank Gonzalez. Amazing. 0491 Just be the first caller or texter through before 9 a.m. And I am uh, scared thinking about the implications of what you just said about where on radio <laughs> we can make that. I'm like, Monica, did you just threaten to crucify me and then say some stuff? You brought up the skydiving is, thing. Is, right? is, <laughs> Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And, hey, we want to remind you, if you have the want, the desire to know more about the Bible, give us a call or text here, 0491 and we can direct you to channels where you can do that. But, guys, remember to go out throughout this day talking faith, living faith, acting faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.